Welcome to Truth Applied, where we take God's truth and apply it to our everyday lives. Let's see what the Lord has for us in His Word today as we take time to study the early church. Hello and welcome to the episode today on Truth Applied. And I promise this is the last episode from Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. No secrets, no bonus episodes. I've really enjoyed it, though. They praise, the Bible says, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. We've been talking about church growth, and it's not a one, two, three, and it's magical, it's going to happen. But we see principles and characteristics from this early church of how God brought people to the church. We saw the first episode about that with this theme, that they relied on the Holy Spirit. God used Peter mightily as he, as he preached and as he ministered. Remember, we cannot save anyone, but God can. The gospel is the power of God to salvation. The Holy Spirit convicts of sin and righteousness and of judgment. We saw last episode that they were a praying church for the lost. Even after they had this great boldness there, Peter and John, they still went with their brothers and sisters in Christ and said, God, you know what they said they would do if we taught in your name. You heard their threatenings. You heard their judgment. But God, may you give us boldness that we may speak your word. And what did they do? The Holy Spirit filled them and they spoke with boldness. You know, today... I want to focus on the last thing. If we want to see our churches grow, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. We need to pray for the lost. And we need to get out there and witness. I mean, it's not going to happen if we don't share the gospel. This is our commission, our job. We are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. How will they hear without a preacher? That's what Paul said in Romans 15, or Romans chapter 13 or 10, excuse me, verses 13, 14, and 15, where he said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But they're not going to call on him in who they have not believed. And they can't believe in someone they've never heard about. And they can't hear about somebody unless somebody goes and tells them. And they can't be told unless somebody's uh, a preacher. And we've all been called to be preachers of the gospel. So God's taking care of that. We have to do our part of telling so they can hear, so they can believe, so they can call in salvation. That's our job. It's our commission. If we, the church will grow as the church is out witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. We aren't going to grow if we're, if we're going to die as a church if we cease to witness. That's our job. That's our mandate. And so we see here in Acts chapter 5, verse 42, I love this verse. I remember at the church we attended when I was, when I was in doing my undergraduate work, right on the back in the baptistry, it said, And daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Acts 5, 42. You say, well, weren't they said, wasn't that against the government's laws? Wasn't it against that religious leaders? Yeah. But who are we serving? We're serving the Lord. We cannot but speak the things which we've seen and heard. That's what Peter said. So they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. As believers, we should witness often. 
with our lives, like we talked about, having favor with all those around us, but with our lips, we've got to get out and preach the message. We've got to look for opportunities. We've got to turn conversations to Jesus Christ. You know, that's amazing. I've been out witnessing with people, and I've seen some, some marvelous things. God using brothers and sisters in Christ from taking the conversation and looping it around no matter what the topic was, and looping it around to Jesus Christ. We ought to look for that. We ought to ask God to give us opportunities and wisdom and redirecting conversations to Jesus Christ so that we can be a witness for Him. This early church ceased not to preach and teach Jesus Christ. Are we making it a daily practice? Is it something that we relegate to a time of visitation or outreach, or a special activity at the church? Or is it something that we try to do each and every day? The gas station, handing out a gospel track, giving it to that, to that cashier, you know, being a, a witness to those around us. This early church, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. If we're going to see our churches grow, it's got to be a daily practice. It's got to be something we put attention to each and every day. We don't know how much time God has for us as a church. He's coming soon, our Lord. We don't know how much time those around us have. We cannot stop to teach and preach Jesus Christ. We need to set aside time to reach others. If we're going to see our churches grow, we've got to get out into the highways and hedges. We've got to get out into the streets. We've got to go tell them that Jesus loves him and that they can have their sins forgiven. This early church, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. God added to the church daily such as should be saved. And it came through the Holy Spirit's power. It came through their prayers, them relying on the Lord for help. And it came through their constant witness. You know, we saw it there in Acts chapter 5, verse 42. We see it in Acts chapter 8, when they get scattered because of Saul's persecution and those of the Pharisees. And they, they went everywhere preaching. Philip was preaching to the, in Samaria to the enemies of the Jews. He was preaching in Ethiopia. He was back preaching in Caesarea. Cornelius heard the gospel from Peter. Paul, out preaching and teaching in Jerusalem and having to leave for his life, preaching with Barnabas on those missionary journeys and Silas. They cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. If we're going to see our churches grow, we've got to not cease teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. I read a quote from John MacArthur about this verse. He said, Effective evangelism was the ultimate effect of the spiritual duties and character of the first church. All these characteristics we've looked at. He said, Effective evangelization or evangelism was the ultimate effect of it. He continued, They were so united, joyful, and filled with the Spirit that their very existence was a powerful testimony to the truth of the gospel. True evangelism, catch this now, true evangelism flows from the life of a healthy church. I read that and I read it and I reread it. True evangelism flows from the life of a healthy church. Do we have healthy churches? If our churches are healthy, exhibiting these characteristics we will be growing. Our healthy churches will continue to grow. 
You know, I read another quote by Kurt Skelly. I love to hear Kurt Skelly preach. He said, I, I, I'm not going to get it word for word, but it was along the lines of, um, the healthier our church becomes and the more like Christ our church becomes, the harder it's going to be for critical people to stay in our church. And I thought it's so true. We, we need healthy churches. So many of our churches, it seems like they're on life support. But in wrapping up this study in the early church, they, these characteristics, it just it, it engulfed their lives. And the effect was that God added to the church. You want to see your church grow? Live out the Word of God. Live out these characteristics. Let's be busy about witnessing to the Lord Jesus Christ and adding to the kingdom of God.